Marcus steps up and buries it. This will be a wonderful goal. You're listening to the ESPN Footy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the ESPN Footy Podcast. We are back for a big grand final dissection. We have our premiers. It's a big congratulations to the Brisbane Lions who win their second flag. It was an enthralling game of footy we had on the weekend. They defeated North Melbourne. There is so much to talk about, so we absolutely can't wait to crack in. But before we do, we want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands we're recording on today, the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. For today, you've got me, Marissa Lordanik, and Imogen Evans. So, Imo, what a grand final. Mm. How good was it? It was great. It was. I was glued to the TV for every second, so that's how you know we've got some good footy on display. Absolutely, we did. So, like I said, it was the Brisbane Lions getting up over North Melbourne. Now, when we were previewing it last week, but also just throughout the season, talking about who's actually in premiership contention, not many of us had the Lions in the grand final conversation, let alone the flag conversation. So the opening question here is, why do we consistently underestimate the Lions? Because they prove us wrong time and time again. Yes, very much so. Um, I think it's a little bit like, you know, everyone has that little like kind of thing against Brisbane. Um, but like you said, they just keep proving us wrong. And I think part of it is that I have lost a lot of their like key players. Mm. And I think... We underestimate the depth of the side. So, like, you think they've lost some of their key players, they're not going to be as good, and that's totally wrong and a huge misconception. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone in that team knows how to play their role and they play it super well. And I think ultimately that's what's gotten them to where they are. And you said, what did you say, that quote thing before? I I said that Brisbane are kind of, they're not, they're a champion team rather than a team of champions. So they don't have to rely on an individual player to like lift them up by the bootstraps. The whole team does like all of the ugly, gross, dirty work. And that's what leads to team success. And that's exactly what we've seen on the weekend. Just on, like you said, the departures, like they lost, and we all spoke about this at the start of the Mm. season because it felt huge. Like Greta Bodie, M Bates, Jesse Wardlaw, all gone. Kate Lutkins was out. She um, had a baby, which is obviously a great reason to be missing a season of footy. But all of these very key players weren't around and we were all like, surely they can't. And they did. So it's an absolute credit to the Brisbane Lions. Craig Stasevich needs to get a lot of credit for what he has done not just this year, but across years and seasons of footy because it is unbelievable that they continue to just bounce back from any sort of adversity, any sort of departures. They are able to kind of gloss over them or find new players and unearth stars. So it's unbelievable and it's really enjoyable to watch as well. Like they play good footy. They do. And I think with Craig as well, it's so easy to see how committed he is to their program and I think I come back to this one thing I saw on the W show and they asked M Bates about a press conference that Stas did a while ago talking about speaking on her departure and that kind of stuff and it was evident there was a little bit of salt there like Mm -hmm. um but I think that's healthy and that's good but just him and his belief in the program that they have and his kind of question as to why you would want to leave like Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, it's just a testament to what he's built and what he believes in. And when you saw the celebrations of all the girls running up to stars, yeah. hugging, crying, everything like that, it was just 
so heartwarming to see and it was just really clearly evident that he obviously sees all of them as like his somewhat daughters and there's yeah. a lot of care and belief there as well care I feel is like the really key word there because obviously like you can be a great coach you can be really good at tactics and stats and all that kind of stuff but these are people first and foremost you need 100%. to show them you care about them mm -hmm. um there is big dad vibes from his from him as well he had a, a photo on twitter where he's done like the selfie and you can only see this much of his face and the rest of the girls in the premiership <laughs> cup are behind him so it was very cute very wholesome but um obviously craig can only do so much from the box and he was given it big in the box um, when Brie Conan kicked that sealer. But the players on the park absolutely nailed it. And we've got to start with Brie Conan, I think, mm -hmm. because she was named best on ground. She was just phenomenal. We had a little bit of a chat around it. You were like, yes, she did deserve it, but there were some other players who you kind of had in contention. But what, what did Conan do to really impress you in this game? I think... Conan's ability to play so many different roles so well on top of the fact of her being captain there's a lot of pressure in that you need to stand up it's a grand final you've got to be able to bring your team with you with the added weight of losing a grand final last mm -hmm. year so like how she did that is unbelievable and I think well deserved and I think that's something that even I initially missed because I was kind of thinking I was like I thought Belle Dawes had an unreal game. I thought, mm -hmm. speaking about her last week, I thought she did everything so perfectly. But, yeah, when you look at it, just Brie had so many different dimensions to her game that mm. she just absolutely nailed. And then sealing that kick at the end of the game just was put the nail in the coffin. It was just like, yeah. It was not like a perfect performance, but it was so well-rounded and yeah. so complete. And I think the point about, like, wherever she was needed... She went there and she did the job that was expected of her. And she did it well as well. We know that sometimes like you can plug a gap with a player and it's maybe a little bit off, but she seems to just move seamlessly wherever she goes. Um, she had the 19 disposals, 11 tackles, 7 marks, 3 contested and 9 intercept possessions. She was phenomenal down back, especially in that first half. Like North Melbourne just couldn't get past her. She was almost playing like a goalkeeper in soccer kind of role where she was just stopping everything yeah. um and then when she was moved forward to kind of run through the midfield kind of run along with Jasgana, see if she can kind of nullify her impact she did that as well so it was just so well-rounded so complete and I think it really speaks volumes that the five people who were tasked with picking best on ground all gave her three votes like mm. there was no doubt in anyone's mind that she was best on ground um but one of the things, one of the stats that I did want to highlight in her game that also speaks to the wider team's kind of game is her 11 tackles and nine intercept possessions. That kind of really speaks to where Brisbane won this game. It was their ridiculous pressure. So what did you see from Brisbane's pressure that just kind of forced North Melbourne into making errors and not getting into their game? Yeah, I think panic is something that destroys every team. Yeah. It's game plan and just like the way they want to move the ball. And Brisbane have just such a perfect ability to just shut a team down and cause panic. And, you know, everyone knows that when you're panicking, you're not thinking straight, you're just kicking the ball forward mm. and there's no real method to the madness. And I think that's what Brisbane thrives off. And as you said, like, the inside 30 count was... It just didn't really seem to get in there. The mm. entries were so shallow for a lot of the game and Brisbane were just able to repel the ball back forward all due to their pressure because like 
if you look at the stats, North were on top in clearances, but they just weren't able to get the footy deep enough because Brisbane just had that desperation and that natural just yet yeah, pressure around their style of play mm-hmm. that just caused North to panic and they just couldn't get the ball through the big sticks. Yeah, it's the pressure was genuinely incredible because some of the stats are kind of insanity. So North won the inside 50s 34 to 21. They won clearances 42 to 24 and yet they just could not utilize that dominance and it, it all do, it all does come down to Brisbane's pressure and what they were able to do their tackling numbers were ridiculous I said it to you 109 which is now a record in a final in an AFLW game how do they do it because it, it's not one person like it's the whole team just tackling like mad women yeah literally and it's just desperation and I think desperation and just a want to win and in any final because you're both such good sides like that's why you're there so it comes down to the one percenters at the end of the day and Brisbane just absolutely came out and just brought everything they had and yeah as I said it just caused North to panic and they just really struggled to kind of get that the momentum they had from the centre and put a score on the board Mm. Um, because we were speaking before like it's not like North did anything wrong or bad it was just Brisbane were the better team on the day, I guess, obviously, to get the win. But, yeah, North just didn't have anything in their back pocket to kind of escape the pressure of Brisbane. But then again, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> like, if you're getting tackled like that, you've got no room to move the ball. Like, that's a step up. And I think that's also really exciting for the game. Like, if we can get through Brisbane's pressure, like, mm. how awesome is the end of a footy going to be? hundred percent. That's a really good point, actually. And just there, like I said, there were so many contributors to Brisbane's pressure. So we had Courtney Hodder with 18 tackles on her own. Madness. Yeah. Um, Belle Dawes. I know you wanted to talk about her. So I'll say this out and then you can talk a little bit about Belle Dawes. But she had 18 contested possessions. So she was just constantly in the fight, making sure that she got her hands on the footy. What impressed you about her? There was a few things that stood out. I think Dawes... Her composure over the footy mm. is unreal and it really breaks the game open because Brisbane also have such great contest balance. So there's always someone there for her to kind of dish the ball out to. But there was one instance, she was in the pocket, I'm not sure what quarter it was, but she had the ball and she exploded down the side and she just had the composure to look inside and she hit Dakota Davidson. And I just thought to myself, that's unreal. Like yeah. pressure of a grand final to not hack the ball like we've seen in traditional women's footy and to hit someone on the chest inside mm-hmm. 50 is just like unreal. And I just think that her work rate mm-hmm. is second to none. She And it's so – to be clean is so underestimated, I feel. Like it's so important mm-hmm. just to keep the ball moving. And I think she just does it so well. I believe your exact word pre-record was, that's good footy, that's good footy, <laughs> which I love because it was, it was good footy to watch. Um, there is someone you mentioned there that we haven't talked about yet that we absolutely need to in Dakota Davidson. Um, we know that basically a lot of the lead up to this grand final was dominated with her injury news because there was the knee something that happened in the prelims and there were concerns and then it was like, no, she's okay, she's training, there's heavy strapping, but she's all right. 
she played and she really took the game on in the fourth quarter, made it her own and made sure that there was never any kind of discomfort almost in that last quarter. Like Brisbane were allowed to run away with it. Is that the game you kind of expected from her? Like, or did you expect maybe a bit more across all quarters rather than just one really dominant one? Yeah, I certainly thought she'd be up and about from the start, but I guess like can't really she came out and she did her job at the end of the day um I think a lot of people would probably have thought she would have gotten a few goals earlier but she took some clunks she kicked straight like at the end of the day that's what you want from your key forward so props to her and on that knee thing I think there was a lot of commentary about her being so um inconsolable on the bench when it happened and I think there's like a big conversation with like it is such a fear of female athletes to, as with any athlete, but mm-hmm. like the dreaded ACL. Yes. So, like, I think it's so fair for like someone, like, it's just like shock as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, she's inconsolable, like all that kind of stuff. And then everyone's questioning why she's training. But also I think it's just like people underestimate like the mental side of it, like just the worry and the dread, like yeah. that's going to happen. So I thought that was really interesting from the week as well just like the commentary and the kind of thoughts around that and how she's magically playing yeah it's on the magically playing she spoke post game to someone from aflw media and they asked her about it and she was basically like adrenaline is a very powerful thing and you can imagine that it probably would have helped her get through this grand final um but with the fear thing and just what you were talking about like I can't imagine not being inconsolable if you're on the boundary, you're like on the bench, you don't know what you've done, but you know you've done something. You know that it's the week before the grand final and your team's about to win and make that grand final. Like I would argue everyone would probably be feeling exactly how she was because you don't know what's going to happen. It could have been a very different story where like they didn't want to take the risk on her or it was a much more severe injury than we thought. So like, I think it's really interesting that anyone was questioning it because I feel like she reacted how a lot of us would have reacted if we were in her shoes. I totally agree. It's it's a very interesting one. But um, there was also, um, she mentioned post-game that basically Craig Stasevich said to her, like, look, you haven't done much in the first half, but that doesn't matter. This is a game of moments. You take your moments when they come and everything's going to be right as rain. And she took those two moments in the fourth quarter with those two goals. So it was unbelievable. I feel like there's so many Brisbane players we could talk about, yeah. but we should probably talk a little bit about North Melbourne as well, because obviously devastation. There was such a groundswell of support. Like I feel like a lot of people got on the North bandwagon this time around they were like never been in a grand final before never won one before it's a likable team there's some really excellent players in there but wasn't to be on this day and obviously the tone was kind of set really early with the Jenna Bruton injury which we have not talked about yet we know we now know that it is an Achilles which is awful but how much of an impact, like we obviously saw it, but how big an impact is it to lose a key player that early on in the game? We're talking like opening minutes of the first quarter. So are you surprised then that North maybe couldn't accommodate the loss of her because it is so big? Mm. Definitely. I think it's somewhat more of a mental thing as well. Mm -hmm. Like if you lose a key player like Jenna and your you lose momentum or that kind of stuff that can certainly come and creep in like it's mm-hmm. a grand final it's such a big occasion so I wonder if that was any 
like if any players were kind of going through that. But in saying that, I feel like it's it's a huge loss any day. But I wouldn't count North out because she's gone. I think they've also got a lot of key players surrounding her that can kind of pick up the slack. And I think North have a lot of depth as well. But it certainly doesn't help. And it's not assuring Mm. when that happens, especially so early. It's just, it's it's almost like, what's worse? What would you prefer, being injured right before the grand final like a Dan McStay or getting injured right in the grand final? Because both feel awful. Like, I don't actually want to choose one of yeah. those options. They both feel really bad, but um, it just sucks for her. So, obviously, we hope that she has a speedy recovery. Like, we've spoken about it a lot because a lot of what went wrong for North Melbourne was just the fact that Brisbane did so well and did what they needed to do so well. I was really impressed in particular with how Brisbane kind of um, suffocated, for lack of a better word, the kind of um, ball going into the talls in the Ford 50. So I feel like Talia Randall, we didn't really see her, but it wasn't necessarily because she played badly. The ball wasn't getting to her. There wasn't really an opportunity for her to take those marks that we know she can take and then convert them onto the scoreboard. Kate Shearlaw had a little bit more um, success, I suppose, um, because she did score that goal. But just Brisbane's ability to kind of highlight all of the good players that we know North Melbourne have. So your Riddells, your Garners, your Carnies, all of those players in the midfield and just nullify them and make sure that they couldn't really get going they couldn't really do anything I thought that was really impressive from Brisbane and not necessarily a knock on North if that makes sense um it was more so that just Brisbane did things better than North Melbourne but um we spoke a little bit I asked you before we started like North's premiership window basically we know that this was the first grand final obviously unsuccessful at this attempt how much longer do you think they have with this kind of group of players who we know are obviously good because they've made it to a grand final, how much longer do they kind of have to taste ultimate glory together? Mm. Well, I'll go through five players oh, yes. in their ages. So we've got Ash Riddell, 27, Emma Carney, 34, Talia Randall, 25, Jazz Garner, 29, Jenna Bruton, 28. Mm-hmm. So I think the next two, three years probably, I'm not sure if Emma Carney will yeah. probably and maybe even... Two, I mean, you never know. Like, um, as you said, Erin Phillips. Yeah. Spite forever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be in the next two, maybe three years, really, for this group of players. I think with also the strength of the next kind of three years of the draft as well. Like, we've got girls who have been playing since they were five now. Yeah. So that's going to help the competition. But with this group, I would probably say, yeah, the next two or three years just based on the age of their kind of key midfield and, like, the peak of... Because, like, female athletes usually don't peak until they're, like, 24, 25, 26 kind of thing. So they're all kind of in their peak, maybe coming out. Yeah. Uh, but they're still, nonetheless, at the top end of their game. So I would certainly say, yeah, again, for, like, the fourth time, <laughs> two or three years. Yeah, I agree with you, to be honest. I think it would be... Just reward, I suppose, if they can get up next year for kind of consistent, not success, but, you know, they've been there and thereabouts. So it would be a nice kind of like um, almost really obvious detailing of the upward trajectory of the team as a whole. 
do we expect Brisbane to be uh, back in conversations next year or are we riding them off again like silly little geese? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to contradict myself. I think they will be up and about. I think, yeah, I think if we've learned anything from the past eight seasons, never say never with Brisbane. Um, So, yeah, I'm just going to say they could honestly do anything. (laughs) They, uh, we're not ruling them out anymore. We're never ruling them out no. ever again. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else from the game that stood out to you? Because it was it was an interesting battle. It was an entertaining game, as we said. We've spoken about a lot of individual plays, but was there anything else that really stood out to you in the game? Um, there was a few key moments of like skill that I yeah. thought was just... I just sat Pleasure. in my chair and was just like, wow. Good footy. Yeah, good footy. <laughs> Like Jazzy Garner's goal in the yes. first quarter, just composure and just the ability to kick it flush straight through the middle. I know you're like, whatever, like that's the aim of footy, but still it's such a hard thing to do with mm-hmm. pressure. And I was just like, you are a gun. Secondly, Ashradell's second quarter, mm-hmm. running up the right-hand side and instead of just booting the ball forward and just like dump kicking when there was clearly no numbers... She had the ability to on the run assess what was in front of, ahead of her. She looked inside and she just hit the most beautiful kick mm-hmm. inside. I can't remember who it was to, but I just was like, wow, yeah. good footy. <laughs> like, it's just, it makes me so excited because yeah. we're starting to see some, like, awesome execution of the game that we all know and love. And I just, it just speaks to the progress that women in sport and, like, the girls are putting on display in the big games, in the big moments. So it just makes me so excited for the future of the game as well. It, it is exciting. Like I said, it's it's just been enjoyable to watch. It's been really, really good to watch. Another thing that was enjoyable to watch was post-game. I know we all, whenever there's a grand final, we love to uh, judge and criticise players for how they deal with their little Oz kicker that's giving them the medals. But we were both really impressed with how the Lions went about it. What kind of impressed you the most with how they went about it? Yeah, I said this before, but like, hate to be pro-women and everything. (laughs) But I just think they all took the time out to make it the little kids moment as much as it was theirs. I think Ali Anderson with the Auslan was just so so beautiful. And they all each gave the little Auskicker the time of day. And I think it was really impressive and... I think it's just like, I know we've just like insert Jake's like big (laughs) rant earlier in the year, but it is true. Like it is such a big occasion, but I guess it just speaks to the character of the girls as well. Like how they can kind of separate that, take the time, concentrate on them. Cause like one of the little kids was like, this is the best day ever. Like how cute is that? So I was just super impressed and it just made me super happy that they were able to do that because like nonetheless like it is a big occasion like you can get a bit nervous like I can only imagine but yeah it's really good to see. I think it was really like the best day ever kid who was my favourite kid by far Um, because also I think some of them were mic'd up so like you could hear their interactions with the players as well. I think it's just that recognition from the players like this is probably your best day ever but it's also the kids best day ever so it's like having that in the front of mind and like almost putting yourself in the kids shoes and being like what like what would I want I would want you know 
eye contact, a fist bump, a high five, whatever it is. I can't remember which player it was now, but um, told the kid, look at the camera, let's do some, you know, yeah, um, guns doors, out. I think. It was so cute. And it's just like, that kid's going to remember that forever. And I really hope that that kid ends up becoming a player and gets asked in the media for a billion years about the time they gave Beldor's her premiership medal and then they were both doing the guns out um, celebration on the podium. But it's just, yeah, it's it really did show how easy it is to enjoy your own success but make sure that you make sure everyone else during the day is having a great time as well because Absolutely. it it really was a big day for everyone involved i think that's us done how yeah, well that was today. Um quick wasn't it it was it, you know what it was one good game of footy and it was one good footy pod, podcast if I'm being honest but nah I think that is us done incredible game incredible season mm-hmm. like we were speaking about it about just it was an enjoyable grand final it was an enjoyable final series there were so many good stories from this season as well like we think about the rise of the suns the rise of the swans there was so much good stuff here so it only makes you more excited for 2024, which is not that far away, which is a terrifying thing to say. But um, thank you so much for tuning in to us throughout the season. We appreciate it so much for getting behind the pod, for getting behind all of the stuff on ESPN.com.au. We will see you all next year in 2024. But on behalf of myself, Marissa, Imogen, Isadora McClay and Sarah Burt, who have helped us out and joined us throughout the season, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you very soon. Don't miss another episode of the ESPN Footy Pod by subscribing wherever you stream your podcasts.